this because you had to go and tell everybody you were going to marry Yuki? Hi. Why didn't you just marry her and, and, and move to Alaska? Daniel-san, nobody perfect. Welcome to Karate Kid 2 Minutes, a podcast where we discuss the Karate Kid Part 2, two perfect minutes at a time. I'm Robin. I'm Matt. And we also have with us here, Mel. Welcome to that. Welcome. Welcome back, Mel. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> we probably shouldn't have discussed all the purchases Matt made before <laughs> starting this podcast. <laughs> purchases made in secret. We had to get, we, well, you know. Yeah. It was a secret. <laughs> you never told me. I'm mad. Okay, continue. <laughs> Uh, well, we've had some great Facebook interactions. So, uh, listeners, uh, what do you think Matt bought that Mel is just finding out about? Post in the Facebook group. I'd like yeah. to know what you're thinking. Yeah, yeah. Try to guess. Try to guess, please. <laughs> I would love to hear what your guesses are. <laughs> Today we are Listen talking to about... Porsche. <laughs> okay, that's one thing out of everything else. <laughs> <laughs> Today we're talking about minutes 30 to 32 of The Karate Kid Part 2. They become they begin with a disgusted Miyagi and end with a Miyagi discussing. Uh, yeah, we're a quarter of the way through the movie already. How about that? What do you know? <laughs> it's quick. like going two minutes at a time. How, how long is this movie? Uh, nearly two hours. It's oh, not over well, two that's hours. That's a long movie. Like, yeah. You know what? Smart that you did it two minutes at a time, I think. I'm just saying, you know, we did the one minute at a time thing for the original. And, you know, as we stray further and over, further away from the original, you know, less things to talk about. So it's smart. It's smart. Yeah. <laughs> or more, you know, it depends. The, the episodes might get longer. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, all right. So we begin where we left off on Friday uh, with Daniel wondering what Miyagi is going to do. Mel, they dropped him off in, in an empty airplane hangar. As, as soon as they got to Okinawa, and uh, and now they're just kind of stranded. So, of course, he says what he's going to do is find a taxi. Mm. Uh, and it really, yeah, from the looks of it, it looks like it's they're going to be walking a while uh, before they find one. Yeah. I don't think taxis just ro- roam around airports. <laughs> so, like such a small airport. A, yeah. Or just like... I don't yeah. know. This is like some sort of empty a- hangar, and they did drive up the road for a while, so yeah, uh, it's not exactly right near Naha Airport. So, cool. uh, but yeah, Daniel's actually talking about what, what's he going to do about Sato, and Miyagi says nothing. Daniel's surprised, and Miyagi repeats himself, and it's like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I this is where I got the disgusted part of my introduction. Like Miyagi is pretty disgusted. With with Sato at this point, because he hasn't let go of his uh, grudge, right? 40, it's like was it forty five, forty years? Forty five years. Mm. That is, uh, I mean, if one was that old, that's a long time. Um, and these guys are even older. Uh, <laughs> this movie and, is all about people wasting their lives away. This yeah. is what this movie is about. Yep. <laughs> Just gonna say right now. Oh, I I. Getting the getting the impression of what you're uh, hinting at, <laughs> but uh, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll get that. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, th- there's this whole thing where like, um, oh, uh, not sorry, 
the whole disgusted thing is it, it, it it's pretty easy for Miyagi to be disgusted. Like he's here to see his dying father, and all of a sudden Sato intercepts him at the airport and drops him off in the middle of nowhere, practically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just like, Thanks, are buddy. you serious? <laughs> and I'm sure he's super tired because Daniel's been talking his ear off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Didn't let him get one wink of sleep. Yeah. And his father's dying. It's like he's got doesn't have much time left. Yeah. So Yagi's yeah, got stuff on his mind. Thanks for wasting my time, Sato. Mm. Um, but then Daniel drops this. He goes, All this because you had to go and tell everybody you were going to marry Yukie? <laughs> like the way he's phrased it sounds pretty accusatory. <laughs> It does. <laughs> you had to go and do that. Great job, Miyagi. And now look look where I am. I have to walk out of this airport on my own two feet. <laughs> it's not like, but it's not like Mr. Miyagi isn't like suffering from this too. <laughs> like, geez, like way to make a terrible situation worse. <laughs> yeah, Miyagi Daniel? hasn't gotten any sleep. Daniel's jet lagged. It's just two cranky people. <laughs> Well, yeah, and they, you know, to be fair, like flying to Japan is, is like a long flight. Mm-hmm. It would be so long. Yeah, I think I estimated like sixteen hours or something. Yeah, that's too really? much to be like yeah. cramped in an airplane, and I don't know if they had layovers. I assume they did. I don't know. Coming from LA, I don't. I don't think so. It'd probably like directly, if if not layover in like Tokyo, and then fly over to Naha. Right. Yeah, well, still, still, it's a long time to be on a plane. Yeah. Mm. And then Daniel says, um, the, the question we all have been asking, why didn't you just marry her and move to Alaska? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, you know, that's, I think, one of these, one of the questions asked during this movie that you kind of got to let go, I guess. I mean, I don't know. Do you Do you think Miyagi... Miyagi leaving is such like a dramatic move. And, and mm-hmm. I feel like we keep going back and back to this again and again, but um, it, it, there's so much that there's so much hurt that he dropped and they just left. I mean, I mean, we'll get into it, but through multiple has, lives. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also like in the past couple of weeks in talking about Miyagi's story to Daniel I got the impression that Miyagi married Yukie and then left. <laughs> but here, Daniel's saying, why didn't you just marry her and move to Alaska? So that implies that he didn't marry her. So yeah, maybe I was wrong. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they ever did. Mm. Like he made the speech, I'm going to marry her. And then Sato's like, I'm going to kill you. And yeah. then Miyagi's like, peace out. <laughs> and then Miyagi's like, whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> <laughs> And then there was a big Benny Hill chase. Uh, he went through multiple doors it was a puff of smoke and he's just gone yeah yeah (laughs) but uh yeah um miyagi says uh nobody perfect uh and i like the (laughs) poverty perfect i like that uh as they're walking out of that dark hangar you see a plane taking off in the background i was like oh nice timing avildsen (laughs) Like that's so probably LAX, you know. So it's not a matte painting, <laughs> right? I'm assuming. I, you know, I, I, I didn't see anything in any trivia I've read that that's a matte painting, but mm. it looks real. I don't know. 
They did a good job if it is. Probably is. Yeah. So uh, we now cut to a close-up of jackhammers sinking into dirt. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, do you even need to use a jackhammer on that? (laughs) Can't you just use a shovel? (laughs) Yeah. Maybe it's really hard dirt. (laughs) It doesn't look like it. (laughs) Maybe there's a hard dirt underneath that soft dirt. Doesn't look like it. (laughs) I don't know. You know, when it's like... sinking right down. You know, when you eat a candy and it's got like a... A fluffy exterior and a hard interior, <laughs> like I don't know, like a like or the reverse. Just use like the, a Tootsie Roll. <laughs> just use a or Tootsie Pop. Sorry. <laughs> even if there's harder stuff down below, you think you just shovel shovel down till you hit it. <laughs> I suppose. Yeah, yes. you get the dirt out of the way, and then you want to break up the stone. So now you pull out another tool. You know. Okay, but this guy obviously doesn't know what he's talking about anyway, because he's like. Tommy Village, where's that? Oh, it, and oh, and then they're like, it's right there. <laughs> and it's like, this, where has this guy been? Like, did he just show up I think it's like just, yesterday? And he's like, oh yeah, like. I think it's to show that he's a, he's a dumb. Uh, ignorant American. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. It, 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 I didn't put that together. Was that was that soldier one of those people using jackhammers? I don't think so. Uh, I mean, maybe, maybe that. Are those soldiers? I don't know. I don't know. Let's let's. Uh, uh, oh, I guess not. Enhance. Maybe Enhance. everybody there is just like there's something in the water that makes them really stupid. <laughs> the MREs, I'm telling you. They're yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I was gonna ask you guys. Do you ever have you ever used a jackhammer before? Uh, Never, but I hear they're very hard to use. Yeah, <laughs> I heard that. I heard they're terrible on your bones and joints and stuff. Oh, <laughs> you feel it for hours. Yeah, I've never used it either, but yeah, the vibrating. Oh, it's got to, yeah, it's got to mess you up a little bit. It would like rattle your teeth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So after we get done with the jackhammers, now the, the shot widens. We see construction. We see uh, an army truck. We see a big gate and we see our taxi cab kind of driving through this. And then the soldier comes out and, uh, and it, and we hear helicopter blades, so everybody's yelling at each other. <laughs> um, so, yeah, when the soldier says, where are you going, buddy? The, actually, in the shooting script, uh, Miyagi was calling it Tomoko Village, which uh, I don't know if that's a real village or not. Um, yeah, doubt it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which is, and then they just changed it to Tomi Village, which is, uh, oh, yeah, I look. I looked up Tomoko Village, and the only thing I could find was Tomoko Ghost Town, which is in Ontario, Canada. <laughs> so oh, cool. I've never heard of that. <laughs> is, that is, is that near Etobicoke? <laughs> Tomoko. No idea. <laughs> Apparently, but, uh, it was a town that was completely abandoned. And he, yeah. Tomiko sounds like a person's name rather than the, the name of a village. So yeah. they changed it to Tomi Village. And uh, yeah, it's almost like uh, like oh, Americans are going to be pronouncing these names. Let's uh, let's shorten this one too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Tommy, Tommy. Uh, and yeah, the soldier says never heard of it because you know it doesn't exist. But in this in this in this reality, it does. Uh, okay, so there's two people that we uh, we need to meet here in this scene that show up. And first is the cab driver who's looking pretty clueless. He doesn't have any have any lines. Uh, and by the way, shouldn't the cab driver know where Tommy Village is? I mean, Okinawa yeah. is not that big. <laughs> mm. 
Like, yeah, yeah, that's your job as a cab driver is to know kind of your surroundings. Right. Mm. And, and, he, and, you know, the soldier's like, this is Kadena Air Base, but wouldn't that cab driver know that, I mean, I guess it's, is that implying that Kadena Air Base is being built at this at this point in time over Tomi Village or maybe it's maybe well, it's that would Tomy make Village. it even more likely that the cab driver would know where Tomi Village is. Right. But I mean, if if the, the air base had been there since the 40s, you know, after the war, <laughs> that would make more sense. But right. But if you never heard of this place and you're watching this movie the first time, it seems like uh, this town disappeared <laughs> and an air base is being built over it. <laughs> Yeah. Mm, yeah, it's weird. Even though it's have... here, it's right next to it. But it must be kind of <laughs> sad, though. For it's always sad when you go to your hometown and you see things changing. So when you go back and see it change that much, it would be kind of really sad for him. I just can't believe that Miyagi didn't recognize any landmarks on the way there and know how close he was and know where things should have been. Like even. But it sounds like it changed so much. Well, I know, but right after he did this, remember, like yeah, the right fishing. after this, he like looks to his left and he's like, "Oh, I fished there." Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So he should know where he is. I think. I right. Maybe he's just not sure. Mm. I don't know. Do you think really that? Like, and really, you could look behind the soldier and you can see the, you really think the after, village through the fence. <laughs> do you really think after forty-five years of not being somewhere that you would? Well, I know you have an amazing sense of direction, Matt. But I don't know. I haven't been alive for that sarcasm or uh... no, he really like he's oh, he really that's good. <laughs> he's got the most amazing sense of direction out of anybody I know. <laughs> that's awesome. I don't I don't know. I don't I don't know where it comes from because nobody else in his family has that. So <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. So like I said, we're going to we're meeting a couple actors here. The cab drivers played by Raymond Ma. Uh, Raymond's been working in film and TV for over 30 years, playing small roles. Um, in, in, in an episode of Lost, he helps Desmond out. Uh, he's one of the middle-aged frat guys in old school. Uh, in an episode of Carnival, he plays a, a tailor. Uh, mm-hmm. He's also an old man in the, the, the Muppets, the new Muppet movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's also in Paper Tigers with uh, Yuji Okumoto. See, oh. I, had to, I had to slow down so I could pronounce it correctly. <laughs> Good job. Uh, but this is Raymond's very first movie role, playing the cab driver. Cool. And thank then we have cab driver role. <laughs> yeah. Like no lines and has to look like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even I'm good completely at lost. Job. Like yeah. I, I have a small part and I'm not even good at what I do. <laughs> <laughs> is this his first day? Maybe it's his first day. Maybe. maybe, maybe it's just like they're like, hey, you drive this guy. Like take this cab and drive this guy <laughs> there. Because we never have to use cabs here. Yeah. So put on this hat. Right. It might be that it's just like a cab that's parked there for like just in case people do show up. Maybe. And then they just have to grab <laughs> grab some random like uh, maybe, airport employee. And be maybe like, he hey. was stealing the car when oh. they jumped in. Oh, maybe. <laughs> yeah, he's he's like, all right. If I just this. get these people where they're going, I get to keep the car. It's kind of like an adventures in babysitting situation. Yeah. Call back. Ooh, <laughs> nice. Uh, the soldier does not have a name, but he's played by George O'Hanlon. Uh, not a ton of credits. Uh, he was a transporter chief in one episode of TNG. Uh, he was also on Lost. He played Anthony Cooper's security guard. Uh, but one credit that really sprung out to me was he was in the original Halloween movie and he played Michael Myers' dad in the uh, opening flashback to no. uh, 
Yeah. Like the like the flashback at the very first. Mm-hmm. And they came home from a party. What? And found yeah. the son had murdered their daughter. What? That's insane. <laughs> I always so I I just got done with a huge Halloween rewatch, so I was really thrilled to see that. That's very cool. He is George O'Hanlon Jr., by the way. George O'Hanlon Sr. Uh, is another fun fact. He was the voice of George Jetson. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Uh, I have some fun facts about Kadena Air Base, uh, known as the Keystone of the Pacific, largest and most active U.S. Air Force base in East Asia. It was originally an airfield seized from the Japanese in 1945. After World War II, they stayed there. <laughs> Uh, according to their website, the base's estimated economic impact upon Okinawa's economy is more than $700 million annually. Uh, over 20,000 people live and work on that air base. Uh, nearly 18,000 of it are Americans. <laughs> uh, uh, there's, it's so big. There's like a couple of schools on it, a whole golf course, restaurants. Uh, wow. It's huge. Yeah, Kadena is one of 32 military bases that are on Okinawa Island. Uh, Okinawa is covered, uh, 25% of Okinawa is covered with military uh, bases. That's insane. You guys really, like, uh, conquered that island there. (laughs) You're not going to give it back? Not going to give it back? (laughs) Well, you know, it's a strategic point. I mean, all 32 (laughs) of those places... uh, strategic point for us to uh you know preserve the peace internationally obviously yeah sure <laughs> all those I villages are... crushed <laughs> <laughs> i hope people are hearing me villages that's 32 of them <laughs> told me one told me two uh, <laughs> each told me me told me soft told me I am I am looking at this as an outsider though, you know. Uh I, I'm no I'm in no way like a military or foreign foreign policy expert even. Uh, I do feel kind of weird that our country has military bases like set up in other countries. Just like we're moving like I can't imagine America being like, yeah, go ahead and move your the, the, the move the uh uh Japanese army in uh and take up like this entire town in America. I don't think that would ever happen. The Japanese didn't have any choice since they lost the war. <laughs> it's like, well, we're setting up a base here. Okay. <laughs> so it's almost like another, you know, Sato Miyagi. It's like, it's been 45 years. It's time to get out of there. It's time to <laughs> drop the, we're not enemies anymore. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, again, that's a very layman, uh, layman view, view of uh, military and foreign policy. But again, yeah, I just but- feel let us know how it works if we if we have it all wrong. Maybe it's much more fair than we realize. Yeah. As usual, our podcast tagline is educate us, please. Yeah. <laughs> We're open. Well, that's a good tagline to have. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, th- again, this is like playing with some of that tension that Daniel was causing by not finding Tommy Village in the book, and and then we have the soldier now talking to his sergeant off, who is off screen. Like you in the opening shot, you don't see the, any sergeant anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> you, you see the soldier running up, and that's about it, and a couple of workers with the the jackhammers. But he says, uh, Sarge, Tommy Village, and then from off screen we hear, "You're standing on it, Corporal. Get him out of here!" Like. I love how the soldier's face drops when the sergeant yells. It's like, 
my soul is being crushed by this guy every single day. And <laughs> I'm just trying to be polite. <laughs> he deserves it, though. He didn't even know where Tomy Village was, which is <laughs> right next door. That's true. Like, hello. <laughs> hello. Get to know your neighbors. Mm-hmm. Also, I, I think Miss, maybe Mr. Miyagi's eyesight is failing. Maybe that's why I didn't see the village right next door. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Let's give him credit. He's an old man. He is. Yeah. Uh, speaking of credit, there is no credit for the voice of Sarge. And um, I honestly think uh, this is my theory that this voice, well, this voice sounded very familiar to me. And uh, so I all of a sudden got this idea that it might be uh, Peter Jason, who played the soccer coach in the first movie who kicks Daniel out after fighting with Bobby. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and play a clip now, and we'll let you guys uh, figure out if you agree with me or not. Here's here's the clip. Sarge, Toby Village! You standing on it, Cockroach! Get him out of here! Right, just take oh, out! There's no place on this team for that kind of crap! Why are you me, man? I said out of here! What are you looking at? Back for it, let's go! Okay, so what did we think? <laughs> Uh, I mean, maybe, but I mean, I don't, why would they bring that guy back just for that one line? Like, is he a friend of the director or? You know what? I don't know. Probably. Maybe. It's not, it's not unheard of. They both, both, both of them, they're like, he knows how to say out of here really well. Let's bring that guy back in. Yeah. You know who I'm thinking of? Peter Jason. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. Former umpire. <laughs> you're out of here you're out of here uh yeah yeah we'll see if uh somebody Somebody's has to good. get kicked out in karate kid part three and yeah karate. maybe it's a theme i don't know somebody has to sleuth this for you get yes. on it internet detectives educate us <laughs> uh <laughs> Again, educate these people <laughs> yes because i can only look up so much trivia and uh <laughs> Speaking of, uh, there are no corporals in the Air Force. Uh, this guy would be an airman. Uh, according to the internet, this guy has two stripes, so he'd be an airman first class. Yeah. Airman. Mm. <laughs> Mega Man villain. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so, yeah, the soldier's face completely drops, and it's just like, yeah, right, just to take that road and make a right. And like maybe he like realizes that the little village nearby is what they're talking about. <laughs> um, so yeah, like uh, it's not in Daniel's book, and I'm wondering like, did Sato sell it to the United States? Like, just mm-hmm. like I hate Miyagi so much, I'm gonna just completely wipe this down out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and. Uh, in, in the shooting script, the Sarge's line actually says, uh, what's left of it is down there. Like, what's like, so we, we've built over part of it. So that's much more depressing. Yeah. So the taxi drives off, and we get a wide shot of the coast as a helicopter rises in the air. And uh, I just wanted to say, uh, we are officially now in Hawaii shooting. <laughs> <laughs> like, this yep. whole scene is probably the first, is I think it's the first scene. They shot in Hawaii, or not not in shooting order, but, you know, chronologically in the movie. Yeah. Yeah, you can uh, tell. This is Kana, Kaneohe. Kaneohe. 
hope I said that right. This is on the island of Oahu. Uh, Kanaohe means bamboo man. And I tried to, listen, I tried to find as much information about this as I could, but this is all I could get. It's based on an ancient Hawaiian story where a local woman compared her husband's cruelty to the sharp edge of bamboo. So mm. they just named the town Bamboo Man. I, <laughs> oh. And I just, I, I wanted to know, like, wh- why? <laughs> you couldn't My husband's find out, a real jerk. Well, you couldn't find out woman. anything further about this story? About no, the Bamboo like, Man? Bam- no. Bamboo Man. <laughs> yes. Airman, right next to Bamboo Man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I see a I see a pattern here. <laughs> that should be a rank in the Air Force, Bambooman. <laughs> Bambooman. Uh, peeking out behind some trees in the background, by the way, is the cannery we're going to see later, where Daniel's going to get his drum lesson and nearly get eviscerated. Um, and then uh, you can also see that tower from later in the movie. Yeah, it, we're going to talk about that scene uh, Friday, uh, the next morning where oh. Daniel talks to Yukie and you can see uh, the cannery again in the background. So it really means that this house uh, where Daniel stays is also like probably in the background across the water a little bit there. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I have more fun facts about uh, shooting in uh, Oahu uh, coming up. Uh, but here's one little bit. Uh, this helicopter uh, was brought in uh, carrying President George Bush. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, production actually built a heli- helipad for him, and I think that's what you're seeing the taxi drive around. Uh, he was invited by producer Jerry Weintraub to come visit the set. Uh, Seriously? Yeah. Jerry knew George Bush. Uh, because his wife, Jane Morgan, who we're all fascinated with, uh, fascination, uh, and Barbara Bush were uh, childhood friends. Oh, that's so, crazy. So they all, they all knew each other. And there's pictures behind the scenes of, uh, of Pat and uh, Ralph kind of giving George a little tour of uh, Tommy Village. Um, and Ralph uh, crane kicking the president. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, and here's another thing. John Avildsen, the director, said he's a very nice guy, but I never voted for him or his policies. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I I heard this in an interview. I was trying to find a source, so pardon me if I'm a little off, but yeah, this is the Black Hawk helicopter that um, flew him in, and uh, with Jerry Weintraub's house, they decided to use the helicopter. Uh, to shoot a couple of uh, quick moments of the helicopter, like taking up, taking off, and flying away. Uh, and so, yeah. Did they invite him there just so they could use that helicopter? <laughs> <laughs> I think what I heard was just kind of like a, like, oh, that's a great idea, you know, and they just kind of came up with it on the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, and also, you can tell that this is not like something they had, they, they could shoot more than once or twice maybe because you, you actually see a raindrop hitting the camera lens, um, mm-hmm. during this. So, um, okay. So yeah, this is where Miyagi is reminiscing. We're seeing the cab drive around and, uh, uh, he says he remembers first time father teach fishing right off this point. 
And he says it was 1927. It was much quieter then. And yes, this is before everybody was fighting with each other. So, um, and uh, also, uh, it's, it's funny because Daniel is strangely silent <laughs> during the story. It's almost like, you know, uh, Pat, you want to record something in the studio real quick to kind mm-hmm. of put over the scene? Um, but in the shooting script, uh, uh, the the exchange is Daniel asking, what used to be here? And Miyagi responds, Lover's Lane. <laughs> what? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just kind of a wink, wink. Yeah, me and Yuki, eh? <laughs> behind Sato's back, behind my best friend's back. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, <laughs> so the taxi takes a right, check it out, and starts to <laughs> drive over a small bridge in the village. <laughs> and uh, suddenly it's nightfall because <laughs> the camera now picks up on the other side of the bridge and it is nighttime. <laughs> they went on the wrong side of the tracks. Uh, again, I think... This is a result of the Black Hawk helicopter being used for like, like we get, let's shoot this now, whatever. Continuity be damned. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it really, does look, it does look like it's getting darker when, when it takes it does, off. It does, yeah. It looks like it could be like the sun might be setting. And then when, it, when they come across, you can still see a little bit of lightness in the sky behind. Yeah, but it behind just, the clouds. It does not, it doesn't match. I don't think it <laughs> match. It, it doesn't it, matter it to me. It's like an hour or two of fast. I know it's just watching it regularly. You don't, you know, unless you're really looking for it, you don't really notice that the bridge that you're driving across when they pick it up from, from the village is, is the same bridge. It's mm. yeah. Um, and, but it does give me is this kind of feeling like Tomi village is described as the village is the place that time forgot. And it, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Brigadoon. No, um, not really. It's a musical all about uh, a Scottish town that kind of um, time disappears. It, it just it like <laughs> vanishes and reappears like every like I think hundred years or something. Whoa. So uh, the the musical is like two American hunters like hunting in the Scottish wilds and then they find themselves in this magical town. And it's only there for like a couple of days and then it's going to disappear again. And of course the handsome lead falls in love uh, with the townsperson and has to make a decision of whether or not he's going to stay and be with her or, or go back to the modern world. And uh, yeah, his name was Tommy and I played him in high school. Oh, you did. <laughs> yes. That's why it's so familiar to me. <laughs> but yeah, it's almost like that, that, that whole like, it's almost like they drive over the bridge and now it's like a different time of the day. You know, it's very, it really reminded me of Brigatune. Yeah. Well, it does look like they went back in time. Yeah. Uh, the junior novelization actually mentions, uh, there's a bunch of houses, uh, crammed together, but there's also like a little movie theater there, which seems completely ridiculous to me watching this movie. But the thing that hung me up, and cracked me up was that I read that um, Daniel spotted a poster with Sylvester Stallone in boxer shorts on, on a poster. And at first I was like, what movie is that? And then I was like, Oh, boxer shorts, <laughs> like shorts that a boxer would wear. <laughs> what? Not like you're standing there in his underwear. <laughs> oh, okay. 
that's I, I get it you know okay so it is almost like um the person that wrote the junior novelization is giving a like a wink wink nudge nudge this guy also directed rocky you know yeah <laughs> So, yeah, the taxi pulls up to the home. Daniel thanks the driver, and uh, the driver says, hi. And uh, the two enter the gate to the house, and that's where this segment ends. The driver uh, did get a line. Yeah. Oh, he did. He did. He said, hi. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, it's time for us to take a right and drive away from this podcast, but we're going to be back on Wednesday. Uh, Mel, are you going to come back for two more Karate two- Kid 2 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> Stumble, stumble, stumble. Yes, I yes, yeah, stumble, stumble. Yes, I will. <laughs> okay. Uh, let everybody know. Please send feedback to karatekidmin at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or join our Facebook group. Just search for Karate Kid Minute and you'll find us. And please, if you got a minute, go to Apple Podcasts, give us a rating and a nice little review. Really appreciate it. If you're enjoying the show, uh, go to Apple Podcasts. If you're not enjoying the show, email me. Let me know what I'm doing wrong or just, you know, Say what you have to say about Matt, and I'll break it to him easy. You know, uh, <laughs> he's he's a little sensitive. I'm sensitive. <laughs> and until next time, Daniel, son, whole body nerfed. <laughs> <laughs>